Hey, this is Robert Nolly. You're listening to Labrador Leadership with my dad, Bob Nolly. Wow. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Uh, here they come. Oh my gosh, they're back again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. How are you? Did all the dads have a nice Father's Day? Good. And I hope you enjoyed all the extra special stuff we shared with you there. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm bummed I didn't get to go south to see my dad, but I'm glad that I, I got the opportunity to interview him. That was definitely the one that's, I'm sure, always going to be a highlight of my uh, career is, is interviewing him and asking questions I've never really got I to could, ask him before. I could be so trite as to tell you, good job with that interview. You handled him well, but <laughs> that wasn't the whole point. The you point know, is, it, it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. Uh, my dad was always a very hard worker. He wasn't around a ton when I was younger because, you know, he was working in another industry. And then when he um, started working from home, I, I I got to kind of watch him do business every day and watch him be his own boss. And so it's always been something that Mossy Construction will always be in my blood. And I am I'm super thankful to to grow up in a household while, where both my parents worked so hard. Um, but yeah, you know, it's really fun. And I'm, I'm going on vacation with him in a couple weeks. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, good. That'll be great. Yeah. And, uh, and thanks to him and folks, uh, take a listen to that. That's uh, episode 43 and you can get to the show notes and listen to it at labradorleadership.com slash 43. So there you go. There it is. Uh, geez, I, I, uh, I found an article that, I'm not going to run down the whole list. I'll link up the whole thing. 10 leadership tips. See, that's right up our alley there. 10 leadership tips for young entrepreneurs. And I, I wanted to get your read on some of these. And at the top of the list is work hard. Okay. We've said enough about working hard. Yeah. I think, you know, when I talked about the McKinsey report in the last episode uh, before Father's Day, or I, you know, I just I talked about working hard a lot and what that takes. But, uh, Here's something that I didn't plan to find so high on the list. And tip number two is strive for success, but remain humble. You're, you're younger than me. So how does that hit you? Okay. So I actually, I talk about this with my friends, um, constantly, uh, because, um, especially in New York and especially in the industries, um, that I'm in, uh, you find two different kinds of people. You find the very successful, um, you know, very reserved. They're very, um, quiet about their success, but they're really working hard and, and they're getting noticed. And then you have those people that are constantly pushing their work in your face and they're being noticed, but their work isn't always up to snuff. So they're saying, Oh, I did X, Y, and Z. I worked with these people. I was here. I was there. I was in this club with this famous person. And then the next day I was in the studio with this person. And it's, it really comes down to you have 
the very flashy, uh, in your face, um, success where, you know, people are kind of doing this, um, uh, kind of showboating. Um, and then you have, you know, the really humble hard workers and, and especially in New York, you realize that you might think that the people that are all that are in your face with their success are the ones that are making more money, the ones that are getting more opportunities. Um, and it can really start to beat down on you if you're a humble person, because you're like, well, maybe I should toot my own horn more. Um, and I, I struggle with this, uh, a great deal because from a public relations aspect, I feel that I need to clearly I'm still myself. I don't, I don't hold myself up on a pedestal and think that I need to act pristine in any way. I mean, you've, you've, you all heard me cuss like a sailor on air, but uh, <laughs> I hope iTunes didn't hear that, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, they're all nice curse words. I don't, I don't go to, to the horrible ones, but, um, you know, I, I beat myself up about it because I don't, uh, toot my own horn enough probably, you know, and I, and I always feel like I should be doing more. And I, I try to stay very humble about the opportunities that I do have. But on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have these, um, you know, these very young people in these industries, I'm talking 2021, 20, that, I mean, to the untrained eye are, for lack of a better word, killing it. They're doing great. Um, but, you know, when you start to talk yourself up a lot, you really have to be able to follow through with that. So I find coming from this more humble approach is more my style. Um, I'm not humble about everything. I, I will tell people, you know, what I'm good at. Um, but I really think that there's a very fine line where you go from being successful to being a hype man, you know? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, you are so much in in the communication mode. I think and I struggled with this issue throughout my entire career. And at some points it probably cost me and others I, I was able to live with myself at any rate. I think it's the choice of words. It's one thing to stand there and, and literally stand in your chair and trumpet your name and go, look at me. Yeah. And then to, to stand, you know, quietly talking to uh, the senior VP and go, you know, I'm really proud of this. I, I like the way it turned out. I think, I think we've done some good work here. Yeah. You know, and, and you can be proud of the work that you've done, uh, but I, I tend to, um, you know, I, I tend to try to kind of lay in wait and wait for my success to be acknowledged rather than throw it in someone's face. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be annoying. Yeah. And you know, when you're humble, that, that kind of infers you're a little more quiet. And when you're a little more quiet, you're a better listener. Yeah. And we've been down that road too. So that's good. And when you're a better listener, you can be more empathetic. And what's the number one trait of successful leaders today? It's empathy. So there you go. So humble. You know, I, uh, I think I've, I may have said this before somewhere on LinkedIn, the discussion thread in the group, somebody asked, what's the number one leadership trait that you think is important today? And it was all drive results and, and, and performance and metric related kind of things. I locked up the whole thread. I just put one word. I went humility and they're like, what? (laughs) I went, well, there's a lesson to be learned there. And in 2015, you know, um, it, it, a lot of people are their own PR person. And a lot of times they're doing themselves a disservice by saying, you know, I'm the best and I'm, 
I, you know, I do this better or I've done X, Y, and Z uh, because you think, well, maybe they don't need another job or maybe, you know, they're clearly doing well enough for themselves. They don't need my help or they don't, they don't need more business or, or, you know, any other, um, you know, negative endpoint that could be made from thinking a person's doing really well. So, so yeah, that's a good point for all our entrepreneur listeners. What, when you say you, your, your biggest problem can be that you're your own PR person, can you do that? Can you make that work? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, and I, I think that if you can kind of round out your, um, your needs from your, your wants, um, in, in the realm of kind of, uh, putting yourself out there. So say you really need a solid, um, you know, stance publicly, you really need either a, a strong press kit or, or you really need that one write up, um, you know, that could make your career, you know, a, a magazine or an article about you. Uh, that could really, you know, put yourself out there. If you need that, but all you want to do is go on social media and say, I'm the best artist, I'm the best writer, I'm, you know, you have to kind of realize that you have to have dual roles being yourself at that point. You have to be a representative of of yourself as well as just being yourself. So you have to be able to approach you know, people in a way that isn't offensive. You have to be able to go to them and say, Hey, you know, um, I have this interesting event coming up and I'd love if you could write, do a write up about it, or if you could come and take photos and, and report about it rather than I'm going to throw this party. It's going to be the party of the year, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. So, and I'm using X, Y, and Z a lot because I I don't want to go to, um, particular with, with whatever venue or industry you may be in, um, or whatever platform you may take or need to take. Um, but you know, there is a very, um, strategic approach that you need to take, uh, when kind of handling the, the public relationships that would surround your own being. And that's why people hire outsiders because, you know, I, I can't write my, an artist statement for myself. Or, you know, I can't write my own bio, but, you know, if somebody sits down and talks to me for five minutes, they can write a bio about me that could sell me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Boy, that's, that's a great point. And it leads right into another one I've plucked off the list is to know your own shortcomings. Right. Which is, you know, if you can examine your own strengths, that you're going you're gonna to also come out of the analysis of what your own shortcomings are as well. And knowing your own strengths is important. And uh, the folks that come to join us as founding members in the new Leaderati are going to have that opportunity. And so those folks should text uh, Labrador to 33444 to make sure they get that chance. That's Labrador. Text to 33444. Because you have to know what your strengths are. And then in the analysis, you'll find out what your own shortcomings are as well. And one of the shortcomings that a lot of leaders just don't have is the ability to ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Because entrepreneurs and people at the top of the house, particularly, I mean, we're talking about younger entrepreneurs here in this, in this discussion, you have all this energy, you have this excitement about your idea, but you, 
you've got to find a way to ask for help when you need it. How does that hit you? I mean, I, I am one of those people that I love having a mentor because I love to have someone that I can ask for help. Um, and it's not like help do this for me, but I, I want the insight of, of, you know, others. I want to know how someone else would handle the situation because if you're too in your own head and you're making rash decisions without kind of thinking about the repercussions or even thinking, I wonder how this could be done differently. You're doing yourself and, and your business a disservice because you can't only have one, one point of view represented, especially not your, your own point of view. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, when you mention the word mentor, now's a good time to just, I think, differentiate between that and a coach. And here's the difference. A mentor is somebody in your organization, usually, that's probably older because they have more experience. They don't have to be, you know, white-haired and, you know, going to be out in a year but it's somebody that has at least been around the block. Yeah. But they're inside your organization and they know that they've done what you're trying to do. And you can expect to hear from them things along the lines of, here's a similar problem I had and here's what I did and I wish I'd done it differently. Or make sure you also cover this point. Or make sure you do this task. And they're talking to you from inside the organization. Now, a coach, a coach is somebody on the outside. And oftentimes when you don't have the availability of a mentor on the inside, and even if you do, a coach is different because they come from the outside and, you know, they're probably smart people. Thank you very much. But. You know, they don't need to be super smart. They just want to help you discern your way to the next action or around a problem or to get your vision as an outsider, what you can do. And both of them will say, as uh, this fellow that's quoted in the article, who's in a senior service uh, segment, that a good mentor helps you think about things you have no experience with. And they may have experience. A coach will just help you work through that problem. And, you know, wouldn't it be great to have that person sitting in the cube next to you or, you know, on the cell phone with you if everybody's working remotely or somewhere that you could go every day, perhaps? What do you think? Well, are you asking if there's a if you would go to a coach every day? Well, well, sure. I mean, wouldn't it be great to have someone you could go, geez, what would you do here? And that, that's not to, you know, make it sound like you're going to have a daily crisis of confidence. <laughs> if, if anything, my dad would be my coach and I've had plenty of mentors. But yeah, no, I, I think that you do. You always kind of have that one person that you go through um, and you and you kind of just you know, you have those people that you go to with your, your work problems and not even problems, but just, you know, any issue that you may have that you need to conquer and you can kind of say, Hey, how would you do this? Or, you know, I've been really thinking about a lateral shift in my career and going into another, 
you know, another entity of a firm or, or something like that. Um, and that's where a mentor would, would be great, you know, um, a, and a coach, you know, you just, everyone really needs someone that is equal parts cheerleader, equal parts, um, you know, teacher, uh, and I don't know, probably just a hard ass, you know, sometimes, yeah. And, and somebody that would recognize when they needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's a great value. And, and oftentimes your management will be your mentor or your coach and you won't even realize it, you know, until, until you, you realize that, oh, you know, I have a question and I need, I need to go ask this one specific person and they're your person. You know, I've, um, I was super lucky to work at Johnson Inc in Richmond underneath a, a woman that was only four years older than me. Her name was Elise Rooks and she was the event management, uh, event manager for her, for, for Johnson Inc. And so she is the person that, you know, puts together the Richmond jazz festival. I mean, she is the, the head of it. And it's, if you think about the, the jazz fest, I mean, that's, it's a huge event and there's one woman doing, I mean, you know, there's a whole team behind her, but everything goes through her. And so she, you know, she kind of taught me so much about public relations and, and event and production management. Um, and you know, I, I, every day I kind of think of, well, how would Elise handle this? And, and you know, that's how I know, even if I don't talk to her as often as I'd like to now, I still check in with her about each event and ask them how, how, ask her how it was going. But I mean, my favorite days were kind of sitting in her office, having lunch with her, talking about how she would handle the, the, the problems that I was facing in, in my position. Oh, that's, that's just great. That's a great example of, of how you need somebody like that. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had several, several mentors and I want to say that most of them have kind of come to me in the last couple of years, but I think that, you know, right in the, the brunt of my career or when my career starting really, um, you know, that's when you need those people. And if you don't have them, then you can, you can get a little lost, you know? Yep. Yep. You can. Uh, one more, let me plug out one more here. And then, uh, if you see another, don't make promises you can't keep. Holy cow. That was what I was going to bring up. Okay. Actually. All right. All right. Go ahead then. No, no. You, all right. You, all right. Yeah. Cause you just talked so much about the last one. You know, <laughs> I go back to episode zero. This is the first thing I talked about commitment management. You can't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. I'll do that for you. Okay. Thanks. Uh, when tomorrow, next day, next week, next month, I said, I do it for you. What? And don't make promises you can't keep. And let me tell you, this is this transcends every job level and every job description and every type of organization. Because somewhere down the line, you're going to have to earn the trust of your customer. You want your customer to go, yeah, I want them to do this job. I want to work with them. And I I'm willing to pay them to work with them. So you have to earn their respect. And if it's an organization, when you have a team, oh, you, you have to have the respect. And where does that come from? You have to generate the trust. And that comes from, in one place, commit, perform. Commit, perform. The little engine that could, there it is. 
So you have to keep your word and you have to recognize when you can't, there are things that you can do. There are ways you can handle it when there's a breakdown and you can't, and you have to know how to do that. And you have to know the words to use and you know that you have to come with an alternative. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to get this done for you by Friday. And that's it. It's not because my mom's sick and it's not because the dog died. It's not because, you know, I won't be able to do it. I can do this by Friday, but I could get it done in full by Monday afternoon. Yeah. You know, and And you've got to be able to stand there and take the verbal beating. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, especially with, with the promises you can't keep, you know, even if you, somebody asks you to do something and you know, you can't do it. All you have to do is discuss why and create an alternative. You know, it's, it's not an end all be all if, you know, some, somebody wants something by a certain time or somebody wants an impossible task done. You know, you just have to kind of communicate. It, it all goes back to transparency. You know, if, if you explain to them why it would be a challenge to agree to do something, then you just have to explain it. And, you know, if you communicate these things clearly, then it'll, it'll never become a problem. Well, well said, you know, these are going to end up be the core values of what we talk about on the show here, commitment management and, uh, and respect and trust and the whole concept of asking for help. That's been great. Thank you very much for this. Hey, thank you. Okay. We'll link up the article in the show notes. So you could took it all, we'll look at all of the 10 leadership tips for young entrepreneurs. And, uh, next time we'll be back and we'll talk about more good stuff. Alex, what do you got going on? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a couple projects in Richmond and up here. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's busy season over at the, over at the surgeon's office. So, you know, I'm going to go on vacation and take my time, drive my puppy. We'll miss you. I'll miss you. Everybody will miss you. Apparently, everybody misses you when you're gone. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being part of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Please remember to text Labrador to 33444 to learn about the new leader, Ronnie, and we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Thanks for listening to the Tips for Young Entrepreneurs. Yeah, we know all about working hard, but acknowledge your shortcomings, know to ask for help, and find a mentor or a coach. Remember, environment is even more important than willpower. Environment is even more important than willpower. Have a great weekend. Take care of one another. We'll see you next time.